Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we help product-based businesses grow their sales and improve their strategies. Hey, everyone. I want to introduce you to my co-host and biz bestie, Mina Kunlo-Sita, an Amazon guru that has built a multi-six-figure product-based business. In introducing the other half of the product boss, Jacqueline Snyder, she has helped launch and grow over 500 fashion apparel and accessory brands, even one of her own. And together, we share our inventory of secret weapons that will help you dig deep and do the work it takes. Are you ready? Let's build together. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Product Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Snyder, with my newly famous co-host, Mina Kumo Sitep. Hey, Mina. Hey, guys. I am honored to be here, even though I'm famous now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We're recording this just after Mina's podcast had aired on the Biz Chicks podcast. So if you have not listened to it yet, not saying you should stop right now and listen (laughs) But if you do get a chance to listen to the Biz Chicks podcast, episode 333, you can listen to Mina um, in the episode, Rapidly Scaling a Product Business with Mina Kunlo-Sitep. So congrats on that. That was such a great, great interview with Natalie Ekdahl. Thank you. I was so nervous. And Jacqueline kept saying, I'm so excited for your interview to come out. I'm so excited. And every day I'd be like, don't talk about it. I feel like puking. Um, (laughs) And Meanwhile, you're an actual <laughs> podcast co-host. <laughs> yeah, that's easy though, because people expect to hear me and I feel like they have certain expectations, right? So then I didn't want them to be disappointed when they like listen to the episode. I don't know. You know, it's just crazy. Um, those things when you're on somebody else's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of um, being newly famous, our episode today is going to talk about how to up your social currency. And we are going to dig into that in a little bit. But first, I just wanted to thank our listeners for granting our wishes and heading over to iTunes, wherever they listen to the podcast and liking, reviewing and leaving reviews for the podcast. So thank you so much. And I just wanted to read a couple of them. Um, We are so honored to be here and just so ever grateful that you guys actually care to listen to us and our voices. I was so happy that we got some reviews because I went on there and we read every single one of them. Um, But you know, it it is, it feels like it's just this, you know, unidentifiable listener. Um, So then when we read your reviews, we actually can hear, you know, your voices behind them. And I think that's really cool. So just to kind of share three of them, Jay Barshop left Jacqueline Mina and their guests provide some incredibly actionable and compelling content, spotlighting the absolute best tactics to help you effectively grow your business without breaking the bank. So thanks. And then the other one is called Love It um, by BMM or MEEK85. So thank you. If you want to jump on to Facebook and say hello to us, we would love to thank you in um, person. She wrote or he wrote, this is absolutely my favorite podcast. They always have valuable content and are fun to listen to. I love that they focus on product-based businesses since so many others only talk about service-based. I walk away with new ideas after every episode. So thank you. Thank you. I love that review. I love things that are like so absolute. Absolutely (laughs) my favorite podcast because that's kind of how I talk. That's absolutely my favorite review so far. (laughs) (laughs) Until we get to Casey's. (laughs) 
So then Casey left love in a sea of podcasts about service-based and MLMs. This podcast is the unicorn you've been looking for. Love that it is focused solely on product-based businesses and very informative. We love unicorns over here. So thank you, Casey. Yeah. Um, Thanks everybody. So if you would love um, a shout out on the podcast or just a little thank you from us knowing that we are thinking you and reading these, we would absolutely be honored if you could head over, stop what you're doing right now, like, subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. That would be so wonderful and it will really help build our ratings and help get us out there to more people. So speaking of getting us out there to more people, today we're going to talk about how to up your social currency. And right now, Mina and I have been working on upping our social currency. Um, So typically what used to happen, what was more typical was one-to-one referrals. So when we talk about social currency, if you met somebody in the park, it was a mom and she said, oh, I love this preschool, that would sort of help you decide, I'm going to go to that preschool uh, for my kids. I'm going to check it out because if I trust this mom, I might trust her recommendation. And nowadays, there's a, because we have more reach to more people, especially be it social media, um, it's now a one-to-many reach. And so we're going to dig into that. So Mina, do you want to jump in? Yeah. Social currency, when you think about it, it's like being shareable. You know, um, So what people used to do is refer or say, hey, that's a really cool bag. Where'd you get it? And then they would tell you, TJ Maxx, $5, whatever. You know, um, Nowadays, it's more like, are you shareable and are people willing to share about you? And so that's online and offline as well. But there is the possibility of the one-to-many. Everybody has their own, you know, few hundred Facebook friends, I'm sure. But um, those, I wanted to give some stats, um, which I got off the internet. So, you know, they're 100% true. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So 92% of people believe brand recommendations from their friends. So 92% of people. So that trust factor is already there. And then if they instead see an ad, only 25% of people believe in that ad. So that's crazy, right? So when you think about that, that's almost four times people that are referred by their friends. So brands that are referred by friends are four times more likely likely to buy if they were referred from their friends. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so, you know, I think oftentimes people think that you need millions and millions. But when we always talk about niche within a niche, you just have to have a small group of people that really believe in you, believe in your product and want to keep buying. Like for example, I am one of Oasis Soap's most biggest fans. (laughs) (laughs) Which is Mina's she's our top buyer, guys. Top buyer. (laughs) I love it so much. I travel with it and it's black and I still travel with it. But you just need like a core group of people. So everyone wants to always be big, huge, big, huge. But you also have to ask yourself is that even truly what you want? Like how big do you want to scale right now? Yeah. And it's being in front of your peers. I think, you know, when it gets a little bit diluted since it's called friends on Facebook and friends in real life, right? Thinking of friends. So maybe think about it as your peers. Like a lot of times people are watching their peers do things and they're like, Hey, that's really cool. They suggested this. I actually bought an ice roller. Do you know what that is? Mm -mm. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm going to have to show it to you. I'm so excited. I might have to buy it. You don't even know what it is. I know. <laughs> so it's like this roller that goes into your freezer and you bring it out and you roll it on your face and then it depuffs it and like 
traits, like the self-care and wellness thing. And I saw it on one of my like high school friends, Insta stories basically. And I was like, oh my gosh, instant buy. She wasn't, get, there was no incentive to her to even show it, but she was like showing her doing that on her face while she was talking. I was like, what is this magnificent thing? It's an <laughs> ice roller. And I bought it on Amazon. It was like 12 bucks. So I will be showing that as well. You know, that's basically the idea. The concept of it is that the ice roller people somehow got into the good graces of that high school friend of mine, she was just happened to be using it. And then I bought it. So, you know, really showing that people, she wasn't recommending that brand. She was basically just using it in her life. And she's my peers. I wouldn't even call her like, I hate to use the word acquaintance, right? She's someone from your past. Yes. She's (laughs) in my feed basically. And, but then that still got me enough where I wanted to buy. And I thought that it's really cool. And it's only like, 12 or 11 or 12 bucks. So let me ask you a question about her. So she's not an influencer, right? She's just, no, she's just a mom of regular, I mean, friends, I think is a heavy word there. But Um, I mean, you guys would recognize each other if you ran into each other, but she's not like an influencer of any, of any. Yeah, no, she's just an average person doing, you know, life. (laughs) Life on the internet. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) When, When you're on the internet, not trying to promote your business, when you're just showing people your life. Right, right. And so it's the same idea um, that used to be where, you know, you would see people on the street and they would be like pulling that out of their purse or, you know, if it didn't need to be cold. Um, But in this case, it's like she was just showing an Insta story and she'll show lots of Insta stories, Netflix binging and things like that. It's kind of that same idea. People watch the same stuff that other people watch, you know. And it shows up in your feed. So somehow I still have random people showing up in my feed that I'm not even friends with anymore, but somehow let's call it Facebook thinks these certain people have to constantly show up and they're not even my friends. Like my actual friends don't show up. (laughs) But so that's exactly what, so that's exactly what we're talking about. So it doesn't have to be everyone. Another um, thing, I don't know if you guys have ever read about this or heard about it, but Kevin Kelly, he talks about a thousand true fans. Have you heard about him? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So the thousand true fans, right? You only need a thousand. It doesn't need to be more than that. And most of us probably have at least in our friend group, you know, at least 300, close to 500. If you've been on it, you know, as long as we have where you're just liking and being friends with everyone and you haven't unfollowed. And then we also then have the people within our businesses that are sort of on and watching what we're doing. So let's talk about how to up your social currency with the people that you like, you do cross their, their screen right? So you show up somewhere on their screen. So I think the first one we wanted to talk about was align yourself with the cool kids. Yeah. So this, think back to your high school days, right? This is when someone's dating some, so a guy is dating a girl and if she's hot and beautiful, it turns out that his social currency is going to go up and his next girlfriend will be like, Hey, that's what his ex looks like. And there'll be that comparison, right? So he'll probably get a girl, his next girlfriend, that will be at least equivalent to his previous girlfriend. Social currency upped in a high school setting (laughs) back in the day. Which high school basically sets the pace for the rest of the world for the rest of your life. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, same with me. I'll say in high school, I was, I definitely had like a small group of friends that we actually dated people outside of school, but I played soccer. So it took me out of my core group of friends and into the soccer realm with girls. And those girls were 
um, also of different, you know, statuses at school or in different groups. And I ended up, I guess you call it the cool kids. Um, a lot of them played soccer and I ended up sort of aligned with them. And so in the future, when you're out of high school, obviously we're all aligned with everybody, but it just kind of upped my social currency. I remember my, I did like the senior year fashion show, which my friends were like, why are you doing that? <laughs> Cause I stepped out of my world, you know, into the uh-huh. world that these girls were in where like the cheerleaders were doing it. And, um, they had no idea, but it just sort of changed you know, I was able to sort of merge between groups. So speaking of the cool kids, um, what we want you guys to think about are, you know, who already has that social currency. So do you like, there's this one girl I follow on Instagram. We actually went to high school together. She's hilarious. And she calls herself the WTF mom. You know what WTF stands for? And she's hilarious. She has like a 10 year old son from a previous marriage and then had twins in her new marriage. And the thing she posts, like her little baby when she was like 10 months old was like standing around like a light pole, like a pole, like in her house. And she goes up getting ready for, you know, you know, strip teaser. I don't know. She just turns like adorably cute things into somewhat crass. And I think she's hilarious. And other people are interacting with her. She doesn't have a million people following, but the people who do are really interacting. So if I had something that was mom based, um, or she said, Hey guys, I'm expecting, and she shows herself with like a belly, but then she's actually just then says, just kidding. I'm gluten intolerant. <laughs> so, <laughs> I guess it's personal, but, um, but she's someone that, you know, has a lot of interactions. So if I had a product that I thought aligned with the other moms and like parents that thought her crass sort of self was hilarious. She could be someone that I could reach out to and say, Hey, I've got this. I'd love to just send you one. Um, maybe you could put it on your Instagram or just use it. And if you love it, try it, you know, and share it with your friends. Yeah. And those high school examples are a little bit deceiving because what's cool in high school, it's not actually cool in real life. Being Mm -hmm. funny and crass is cool, you know, and being nerdy is cool. So there's so many different ideas of cool nowadays that definitely could align with your brand that might not have been cool back in the day. Right. Um, So we're not saying choose the popular kids and hang out with them. We're saying, you know, find somebody cool in your book and, um, you know, throw them some free product or, you know, get into their world a little bit. So one of the ways that in the retail space that we are talking about, which is really, I don't know, it boggles the mind a little bit too, is that Walmart is partnering with Ellen and she's coming out with a fashion line that will come out in, I think this coming fall maybe. And so Ellen, I've never thought of her as like a fashion icon, but who doesn't love Ellen? I mean, men love Ellen, women love Ellen, old people, young people, you know, she's just a lovable person and she's cool in everybody's book. So I think Walmart is definitely going to up their social currency by aligning themselves with Ellen. What do you think? Yeah, because Target has been doing that for years. So Target has been doing collaborations with really high level designers, you know, like bringing, I forget some of the ones that they've aligned with, but um, really high level designers that they've brought kind of to the masses. And that's when they'll do this kind of like, it feels like a pop-up shop, the specialty type thing. You feel like once it's gone, it's gone. And the people who shop at Target also shop at really high end stores, right? It's a, it's a kind of like catch all store. And then you talked about Walmart, that the average person shopping at Walmart in-store is their annual household income is, what is it? 30000 30000 versus if they are buying online on Walmart, it's about 70000 Yep, 70000 So more than double, which yeah. is insane. So, 
so Ellen's at afternoon TV. Like you said, everybody loves her and they watch her and they're trying to align sort of like a brand that everybody sort of would love. There's a cool factor to it because Ellen is super cool and um, they're going to sell her product and all of her clothes are under $30, which is actually cheaper than Target's um, specialty kind of like aligned brands that they do. So it's actually allowing, it's a little bit more accessible for a different price point and it's going to bring people to Walmart because they might, they might not have even shopped at Walmart, but if they love this line, they might actually go there and buy this specifically. Yeah. And I think that even if they don't love the products, because, you know, I necessarily, I don't know if I'm the same style as Ellen, but the fact that they aligned with Ellen is cool in my book, Mm -hmm. you know, so I might not actually even buy the product and I'll just go to Walmart more likely to buy other stuff, you know? Mm This hasn't worked in every case. I remember when Adam Levine partnered with Kmart and uh, Talia, Talia, I think that's her name. She's also a musical person with Kmart and Kmart didn't do well. And I don't know if those products did well or not, but I don't know if, I mean, Adam Levine, he's so lovable, but so is Ellen. Ellen has so much more of a reach than Adam does. So I think that no matter what, it's a win-win. I think that Target, their products are actually like everybody drools over them. So they actually would line up for them. Like there's a, you know, Lily Pulitzer, I think did something. And then Hunter, those boots did. Oh yeah. When I saw Hunter there, I was like, oh my goodness, I don't have to buy expensive Hunter boots when I can get them at Target. (laughs) But you could only get them then and then it's done. Right. And there was lines out the door for when it dropped. So, you know, that is when they really love the products. But even, I don't know if there's, there's probably not going to people lo- be lining out the door for Ellen clothes. I mean, not yet anyways, um, because that's not what she's doing. She's moving into a whole different line, right? It's not like she's going to have the talk show there, you know, mm-hmm. but still the social currency is definitely upped and Walmart is being known as something besides what is that thing that they do, customers of Walmart? <laughs> Have you ever seen those? See, I don't shop at Walmart, and I, uh-huh. I because I think Walmart had a morally like they they've they've walked the line of wherever you stand on like sort of the moral compass on certain aspects, right? Like employment and whatnot. So I think that. I think exactly that. Like if Ellen, who you trust and you find that she has like a really good moral compass when you kind of listen to her and that kind of thing, you're like, okay, well, if Ellen's lending herself with it, well, maybe they've changed, you know? Mm-hmm. So it sort of makes you feel, she brings the warm and fuzzies. So for me as a customer, I'm not a customer, but, and I don't have the warm and fuzzies for them, but I do for her. So maybe it might make me like consider shopping there. So I think, I think it's also changing up their brand. So what can, um, what can our listeners do then like a couple quick little tips of how they can align themselves with the cool kids? I think that the cool kids can be so many different things like what I said. So then like for me, um, I could align with a cool professor that's teaching, you know, things that align with what my brand wants to do. So like labels for education or something, you know, so what's cool in my book is, you know, bringing those people to the forefront and featuring them, but it's also featuring myself too. So I'm aligning with the cool kids, whatever I think cool is. So it doesn't have to be Ellen. It doesn't have to be a famous person. It doesn't have to be someone who's like super popular. It's just someone that you know that when their circle of people look at them, they think that's a good person. That is a cool person in my 
my book. Like, you know, they're not like, you know, a jerk or something. Well, like for example, <laughs> shout out to Jackie's class in Los Angeles, but that was, that was like a wait list. You had to apply it three months with your, when you had your kid, cause it's LA guys. So three months, your kid was born. You had to like try and get into this class. It was usually sold out for whatever your kid's birth month was. But Jackie basically teaches you more or less like the ins and outs of steps for raising your babies, you know, and it's a, it's like a kind of a safe haven. You get to play with your kids. If Jackie tells you to do something, you do what she says, right? Like you live and die by it. If she refers you to a sleep trainer, you get that sleep trainer. So, so for example, for you and your product, if it was like letting Jackie know about little labels and how awesome they are and how efficient and how they stick to bottles. And when she's training parents on that first time that they're going to send their kids to daycare, if Jackie says, buy little labels, you better bet your bottom dollar, they're all going to go buy little labels. So thinking about that too, like these, you know, preschool teachers or people who influence, people who give advice also, just people who give advice that people look to for advice. Yeah. And then you're helping to feature those too. So I would want to bring Jackie to the forefront. I only have one wacky Jackie in my life. Her name is Jacqueline (laughs) Snyder. But if I were to align with this other Jackie, I would say, you know, let's do some stuff online. Let's create a hashtag. Let's, you know, really align and be friends. And actually, um, I wouldn't be doing this if if it wasn't genuine to the brand, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, total upping the currency. So which moves us to number two, which is create incentives. So to up your social currency is to create incentives. So how would you go about that? So this is more like what they call, what the kids call user generated content. So basically you're like, if I were to go on Instagram and say, if you show a picture in real life, use the hashtag little mom or something or little, I don't know, daycare, first day daycare or something. And you use that hashtag, I will give you a discount to your first purchase of little labels, or I'll give you this free additional pack of labels. I'll double your order, or I'll give you a free limited edition gift. So basically it's just like giving and getting, but also because they've taken their time out to show how they use your brand in their real life. And, and then, I mean, gosh, you don't know how many times I've posted about, you know, Starbucks. I wish Starbucks was throwing me something. Let me tell you, a free coffee would be nice, right? So just, you know, give that incentive and then also reward those people that are doing that for you. Mm-hmm. So for example, when I had Cuffs Couture, um, Carrie Underwood wore our stuff a couple times and Carrie Underwood has diehard fans. And so when I, you know, I didn't necessarily get the publicity because she wore it on the Country Music Awards. So, you know, it's not saying like, oh, and Carrie Underwood's wearing Cuffs Couture. So I actually started pointing that out to fans of her. So I actually started hashtagging Carrie Underwood or Carrie Underwood fan and, and starting, or if I searched who was talking about her, I started interacting with them. And then I started saying like, if you like my page or whatever it is, um, I will, you'll be entered for a chance to win a cuff that looks like the one that Carrie wore kind of thing. So again, creating incentive, but also interacting with them. This is some years back. So things have changed and there's way more people like liking, but whatever that incentive is. And I was telling Mina, for me, for example, if we wanted you guys to, you know, help us out, it's like, Hey, post a story and tag us. So post a story and tag the product boss. Let's try it. Okay, guys. So this is your challenge. (laughs) So this is for real. real. This is for real. If you want to go into your story and post something like, 
either like how you're upping your social currency or a review of the product boss or just like a hey Mina and Jacqueline and tag us at the product boss on Instagram, we could then repost your um what you've posted into our story and thank you. And I know I it might be me only, but I get so excited when people thank me, like podcasters that I listen to, if there's a shout out or, um, I remember back on the day on Twitter, I like tweeted something to some famous person and they were like, totally agree, Jacqueline. And I was like, Oh my God, she like, she wrote back to me kind of cause I'm a little bit of a like fangirl sometimes. So that's another incentive. Some people really do like that. They like to see that you've actually responded to them, you know, um, that you're actually interacting and reading your Instagrams or reading your Facebook posts or whatever Um, it is. I would love that for this recent one. Oh my gosh. You have to interact with jet.com you guys. So by the way, jet, if you're listening, if you want to be a sponsor, throw us a (laughs) quick email anyways. So there's been twice that I have tagged jet one time for buying like a 60 pack, I'm not even kidding, 60 pack of those um, Mighty Leaf um, Spearmint, which is my all-time favorite. It's like my obsession that I picked up from Biz Chicks Live last year and I drink one every single night. The tea? Yeah, the tea. So and here, so- right here, if you've got social currency and people buy <laughs> off of this, it worked. <laughs> yes. And so then I tagged that the first time, but that was my own personal account and somebody responded to me and they're like... Um, thanks for the shout out. You're the best. Oh, no, no, no. Thanks for the shout out. Something, something. I can't remember. And then I wrote, you're the best. And then they wrote back, no, you're the best. (laughs) I was like, oh my gosh, I love you so much. Exactly. (laughs) So your incentive doesn't always have to be discounts. It just has to actually be personal interaction. Because by the way, AT&T don't sponsor us because they're the (laughs) worst. So customer service there, like I more or less feel like they just ignore you. And, um, and so still in business, of course they like rule the world. But my, my thing is, is that just a little thank you or a little acknowledgement, like a little incentive to the fact that there's a real human being that's like, Hey, well, how can I help you, Jacqueline? You know, someone who writes back and actually would ask me that question and take action on it is huge. So just just knowing like that I'm buying from a company that has that, like customer service or real life people talking back to me. And if you ever hear, listen to the podcast and I talk about it, I'm such a fan of these sites that have like the pop-up chats right away, be it My American Express or be it... Um, like uh, greetable is something that we we've been using lately, and um, and so they they'll have a chat. So I had a whole bunch of questions before we signed up for greetable, for example, and then um, and the person answered all of them. And then sometimes they'll even throw an incentive your way that way and be like, and by the way, thank you. If you sign up today, here's ten percent off, sort of thing. Yeah. So I got to read this other second one from Jet. So knowing that they actually engage, I posted up. If you've been watching our Insta stories, I was. I have this obsession with dried mangoes and I bought six pounds of dried mangoes the other day. Six pounds. That's a lot, you guys. It is. So I was like kind of debating with myself in my Insta story, should I get these six pounds? It's $45, which is a steal. Dried mangoes are very expensive. These are organic. And so then I mentioned Jet a second time and she wrote back, I'm guessing this is a girl, okay. You get those mangoes, girl. Hashtag self-care and then a heart. (laughs) Yes. You're like, yes. I was like, language. Right. I would have loved a coupon, but you know, as an incentive, but seriously, even having that engagement. So engage and then give an incentive and you will have that person for life. 
Jet has me for life, obviously. So, I mean, they, mm-hmm. <laughs> because they made me laugh too. That's the other thing. Right. So then that's, so that's to create incentives. So it could be just like a mention or a discount, but thinking about those ways that you can basically get yourself out there and ask for things like we do, like, like, please like, and review us. We might shout out you on the podcast or, you know, let's talk about us in your story and we'll repost that. Or even, you know, we're not doing that right now, but if you had a product, it could be like, here's a free giveaway if you X, Y, Z. So number three is find a cause. Um, and so how to up your social currency. One of the other ways is to find a cause. So one thing that um, Mina was talking about is this whole like feminism as a cause and you, and the new word for feminism is what? Femvertising. You guys, <laughs> feminism is so big in advertising right now that it's called femvertising. They mash it up for a celeb name, basically. And so people are all getting behind femvertising because, you know what, everybody loves that feel good, you know, promoting women. Well, a lot of people do, and it makes it shareable. So when you get behind a cause, and that aligns with how someone wants to be portrayed, they will share it on Facebook. So all over my Facebook page, you'll see so many feminist causes and you'll see a lot of dog stuff too. Like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, <laughs> dog and animal cruelty, you know, anti that. So mm-hmm. getting behind a cause, for someone to share it to their, I'm obviously not even an influencer in my friends group. So like me sharing that on my Facebook page makes that social currency of those organizations go up because, you know, it's getting behind a cause. So if you're a brand like I am, I could align little labels with Pencils of Promise, for instance, it's one of the organizations I donate to. So doing something like that where you're getting behind a a cause so other people can get behind the cause with you. Operative word with. With. Have you ever heard that whole psychology behind with? No. Like there's this copywriter. I want to say it's Dan Kennedy or something like that. Um, He writes all those no BS marketing books or whatever. But he was saying like there's this word with with. So if you want to associate yourself with somebody, let's say I didn't know Jacqueline, right? And she's this famous person, famous podcaster, let's say. And I would say, you know what? I've really been taking my walks with Jacqueline and going on. I've been thinking about my strategy with Jacqueline. And so using that word with all those people that you're talking to think that you're with Jacqueline, but you don't know her. You just listen to her podcast, right? It's like that association, that word with is very powerful. Mm -hmm. Um, They gave a better example. I remember reading this so long ago, but there's more examples of that word with where you can just tie yourself with somebody and they have no idea. You don't really even know that person. So I do want to warn though, like for example, like uh, Susan G. Komen, like the mm-hmm. like for uh, breast cancer because October is like breast cancer awareness month, right? You can support, let's say breast cancer awareness month. Like maybe your product has something special for that month or a pink uh, ribbon goes with it or whatever it is, but you can't really call out an associ- like an association without them approving it. So, so for example, like it might not be able to be branded onto your website because they don't want to associate with every brand either. They also have to like special, specially align themselves. So you might say, we're going to give back to breast cancer or um, we're going to give back to our local animal shelter. Or if you find a smaller cause that you actually can associate with 
and they give you permission, then you can say like, this is for that. So a couple of product lines that I really like that do this, obviously everybody knows Tom's, um, Tom's shoes, and it's like the buy one, give one model. Um, a girl I grew up with, Caitlin Cosby, she started the giving keys, which is really cool if you haven't heard about it. And she was a musician and basically was traveling to motels and would get these keys to get into like old, like regular keys to get into a door. And she started pounding words on it, like brave or fearless. And then it's like the book, The Giving Tree. And she basically says like, you buy this for when you need it. So let's say the fearless key. And when you're done, you then give it away. So that was sort of her like pay it forward idea. But then she also started employing homeless people and training them, giving them jobs and training them. And so she's built this whole brand on just sort of like making her own sort of give back and pay it forward. Uh, Let's see, who else is I thinking about? Even like I have a client right now who is making a kid's product and is aligning with like a kid's birthday party, like kids who can't afford gifts on their birthdays. She's going to give part of her stuff to this foundation. So it's, it's aligning with a cause and letting people kind of, they may not necessarily want to give, but they, they understand the message and it gives you something else to talk about too in your social media outside of just like buy my product, buy my product. Yeah. It's a great way to up your social currency because it gives a purpose, you know, and gives a reason to talk about something and it's more than just your products. It's a cause, a movement, you know? So that's a great way to up your social currency Another great way that I've seen this done is people actually create products that go towards a cause. So it's a special product. Like um, this is a famous person, but uh, one is like Kelly Rowland. She backed a women's organization and the t-shirt that she created was one that said product of a strong woman. And the organization was for women. I think it was domestic violence or something like that. I can't remember for for sure, but that t-shirt was from a t-shirt company that made that shirt in collaboration with her and it was for a cause. So that's another great way. You're combining number one with number three of upping your social currency, which is like align yourself with the cool kids. So that's a famous person though. And then also getting behind a cause and you don't need a famous person. It's just someone cool in your book. So um, anything that has the same aligned message as yours and also helps to get you in front of people that care about the same things that you do. And we're not saying do this sort of like fake or picking one because you absolutely have to, but it could be as simple as, for example, like the Black Lives Matter movement or women owned as a hashtag or in fashion, there's a lot of sustainable fashion. So it's like hashtags is sustainable. And so we're like, you're just making efforts within your business to make it like, a, I'm saying sustainable, sustainable, let <laughs> <laughs> me say the word, um, but that you're, you're paying attention to fashion and like H&M right now is doing a whole recycling program. You bring in clothing, like bags of clothing and you get a percentage off of what you purchase because they're actually recycling some of the fibers or they're using some of it and cutting them into cloth for people to use or they're donating them or selling them in third world countries. So, and just to point this out, and we're going to do a whole other episode on this, but Generation Z, which is, you know, after millennials, they are like this double, like there's two versions of them. There's like the me ones and then there's the we ones. And so the me ones are the ones that are like super into their camera and still taking selfies and they're very highly competitive and they love their followers. But the, there's also a huge sect of Generation Z right now that are really into like collaboration, feeling focused. They're into these marches. Like think about these kids that are like getting out there and they're the ones speaking up and marching. And so there's you're going to see that generation, some of the biggest, they're going to do the work 
that needs to be done. So they're the ones that are going to be the ones that are volunteering and they're going to be picking jobs and careers like where they're giving back because of the world that they grew in, grew up in. So just keeping that in mind that like people are just looking for things that are greater than themselves as well. And we're all in the end, we all are in the end, you know, when everyone rises up. So moving on. So number four, we're so funny with our words today, but because um, we were trying to find like funny, catchy phrases for you guys. So um, find your squad. So hashtag squad goals. <laughs> Which I hate that hashtag, by the way, because I think it's so exclusive and not inclusive <laughs> and super annoying at the same time. But we decided to use it to really portray what we're trying to say here because it is really about finding those special people and recognizing them. So it could be if you're a brand finding your top buyers and saying, here, here's something special or surprising with them something, or even like what we talked about in number two, which was recognizing them and just throwing them out a thank you. So it's really digging to see those top customers and top, you know, like fans and not so much like they don't have to be influencing. So, you know, you're upping your social currency within just like recognizing those people that have supported you is what it really is. Because we're ultimately, we're all a team. So let's just step back. And as a product-based business, let's just say you have different platforms or, or you're selling into boutiques, right? And you have your top five or 10 boutiques that are buying your product and selling it. You too are influencing their business because if you make a good product and they sell the heck out of it, then they're going to make money. You're going to make money. They're going to come back. And they know their customers are being delighted and served because they're coming to that store to buy it specifically, right? So whether you are really building that relationship with the store owners, the buyers, for example, I have a client that her top seller, um, she sells the most on Zulily, which Mina, you sell on Zulily too. And Zulily just had an event, um, like a conference. She went to that conference. She got to meet her buyers in person, be a part of this conference and really put a face to her brand. And then they actually got to sit down and talk about what Zulily needed from her and what she could create specifically for them. So knowing that they're they're on the same team with you, everybody's trying to build their businesses, make money, um, exist and continue to grow. And so it's just building that tight, tight team of people that um, we all grow together. Yeah. And that is a great way to up your social currency. When we're talking about social currency, it's really... Gosh, I hate to use that analogy again of the whole dating thing, but it's basically upping your social currency that way. Like you do not want to date somebody who's boring. Do you? No, never. At least not for a very long time. You have to be interesting. So all these things that we're talking about are a way of adding interest to your brand, right? You're aligning with something that is a cause. You're giving incentives. You're you're interesting because you're making those people feel special in a certain way because they're saying, "Hey, this is a cool product. You should try it." You know, they they're not going to post on Instagram somebody that's super boring. But you see people that have a brand like IKEA and Starbucks and even like McDonald's that you know breakfast or whatever. Um, that they'll post because it's interesting in their lives, right? It's um, it's not a boring part of their life. They, It's like it adds a little bit of social currency to their own life because they've added your product to their feed. 
Does that make sense? Yeah. So I'm just going to, I'm going to have Mina screen grab us, us doing a podcast <laughs> on my mug. Okay. But, um, I'm drinking a Magnolia mug because I was in Waco, Texas. So if you do follow our Instagram, you shout out Waco, <laughs> Waco, Texas. I'm going to smile. Okay. Got that it. was our pause. So <laughs> I would have never gone to Waco, Texas, but why did I go? Because of HGTV's Fixer Upper and Chip and Joanna Gaines. And we were in Texas and that was a stop for us. And so just talking about their quote unquote squad or their family, let's also just call it like your business family. Chip and Joanna Gaines always use the same sort of um, vendors, like the guy that cut their, the ironworks that did, um, you know, cut out like uh, lyrics and words into metal or the guy who did their, their wood carving, um, mm. where, and, and built their businesses and elevated their businesses. And then in return also elevated the community where this community, which was more or less a stop to get gas probably at some point now as a tourist destination where the entire community is, there's restaurants and antique shops and people aligning themselves with that brand. So also just thinking about this city that had a college in it and a smaller city in Texas that now has built up these other businesses. So just thinking about that, like Mina, for you, for example, um, with little labels, when you aligned with your manufacturer, you brought in business that was something that they were never doing or never even considering. And now they have this like long-term business that they're working with you. You don't plan on leaving. You're only growing. And so it's something that, you know, together everyone's benefiting and growing. And so, but you, and nurturing that sending Christmas cards or a thank you or, just yeah. be polite. <laughs> I would like to think that I have up their social currency. <laughs> but but we can't talk about them. So the <laughs> Yeah. But you know, like like their roster of their portfolio of clients, for instance. Mm-hmm. They have a mom that sells waterproof labels for baby bottles and she's, you know, changing the world one label at a time, whatever the story is, you know. But I think that yeah, just aligned all together. It's like everybody's building up their social currency. Right. And if they're pitching themselves to another business, they're able to also say like, look at all the things we've done. We've tried it. It's fun, you know. So speaking of fun, our last way on how to up your currency or social currency is to bring joy or to make people happy. Yeah. So this is just surprising them or delighting them or basically not with a really intention to get posted or anything, but you're just, when you give somebody an emotion like joy, you're actually giving value into their life. So that's the whole idea behind it. Yeah. So how, let's talk about some ways you can bring joy to people. So one thing, um, I have a client right now working on all of her packaging for her business and she's actually going to do handwritten notes. It's a smaller business. She's kind of small batching it. And when people order, she's going to have the package. It's beautiful. It's well thought out. And she's going to have a handwritten note in there. You bring joy to people when you actually are responding to the people, like, you know, dealing with people on Amazon and they, they realize that you can actually contact a buyer or a seller. What else could you do? You, again, like some of the joys, even just recognizing them on the social media platforms or shout outs, um, throwing in an extra gift, something special. Let's just say you have extras of something you've run. Um, another one of my clients, like sometimes they'll, what did she do? She actually went, she was at like Bath and Body Works and found they were like clearing out of stuff for like a couple dollars, all these like bottles of lotion and stuff. She bought all of them. 
<laughs> and she's adding in a bottle of lotion to her best, like the customers that continuously come back when they're going to buy. She's actually going to add it in as just like a, a free special gift because it was a couple dollars to her, but it's something super special that's going to bring joy to her customers when they open that box. Yeah, for sure. So it's like you're upping your social currency by meaning more to your customers, you know, because you made them feel something. Joy. Um, we specifically say joy because it's nice to make somebody feel happy. It's nice to add to their day. And it's not so much like an incentive, like a free gift. I guess it could be definitely, but it's just like being funny or mm-hmm. um, being positive or just adding that good light to their life and then um, making them feel something that that they like, you know? So yeah. for example, I don't know. I don't know if I sent this to you, but on Instagram, my husband introduced me to him, but Kirby Jenner. Have mm-hmm. you? Oh, so is he a twin or of a Jenner? He basically makes himself a twin of Kendall Jenner. And so he recreates himself. He looks exactly, he'll like I don't know. Let's say she's like dressed in a men's, man's tuxedo. He'll also dress in a man's tuxedo and superimpose himself into her image and be like, he literally writes his tags like as if they're brother and sister. Like, oh, this is a Kendall and I decided to impersonate penguins. I don't know. Just hilarious. So if any of you want to get joy, <laughs> he's hilarious. Um, but just talking about it makes me chuckle. So he doesn't get paid. I'm sure after he started doing this, like people have come to him. But right now he just did something that brought joy. And it's not, Actually, it's not even hurtful towards them. It's he's trying to like, I don't know. It's just funny and joyful. And so even that, sometimes we have to laugh. Like sometimes at the end of the night, I'll actually, if I'm on the internet, I'll actually be looking for like funny dog and cat videos, things like that, where I could just end my night with like a positive, happy haha. So thinking about, you know, so bringing that joy to people's lives, like via, you know, like you said, like cute posts or something that you're adding in, but just if you want them to interact with you, you want them to find things that are, why are they coming back? They're not always coming back to just look at more and more pictures of how little labels is used, for example. But if you have other things like a mom quote, or we got a lot of response on our Instagram feed when I did that post of like, which actually throw back to the WTF mom. She's the one who posted it and I reposted it, but it was a Barbie doll that showed like what the Barbie doll looked with one kid two kids, three kids. And she was like on the floor with dirt all over her face with like her hair scattered. Um, <laughs> and we got a lot of likes on that because it was sort of, and cause I also put in the post, um, how about being an entrepreneur, you know, mm-hmm. um, and adding that on and people responded to that. Cause it was kind of like a ha ha. You're right. Like, Oh, mm-hmm. how we used to look prior to all this madness. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the things that I always get in the rabbit hole of when I'm watching on Instagram is gender reveal videos. Do you ever watch those? No. Yeah. And they're so much fun, like popping the balloons and people going, you know, crazy because it's like, you know, blue or pink or whatever, or cutting the cupcake. And there's some really, really creative ones. And I will watch a million of those videos. I actually had to unfollow them. They were that much of a, a you know, a time suck for me. So even that where it's just like that bringing that joy, I could definitely do that for my baby clients and just being like, hey, let's, you know, throw this video out there just to brighten up your day. There's yeah. some people that do twin ones and they're like, or triplet and they pop the balloon at the same time. It's really cool. You guys, like I'm not doing it justice by describing it, but they're really fun. I'm sure there's a few of us that are going to go check that out after this. <laughs> so in conclusion, all of this is basically to up the social currency of your business, um, of your product. And again, it's that one-to-one where, you know, mom to mom versus I guess the end point of this is how can you get social shares? How can you get people that are within your community that influence 
the small community you have, like influence your high school friends, like the local moms or whatever you're doing, right? Like you wear like a beautifully scented perfume and everyone asks you like, where is that perfume from? It smells so good. It could even be something that like you gift your friends at Christmas, like um, the word adulting is being used a lot lately. And we met this woman who um, makes these candles and it was really great. And it said adulting on it and it had the definition of what adulting was and it was a candle. Well, that's hilarious. And if that's kind of the word that's being flung around in my group of friends, that might be something that I send them. And so it's just sort of starting to realize that there's the one-to-one and there's one to 20 and there's one to 300 and there's one to 1,000. Like you just want to be in front of people and have people talking about you and having a really good experience with your business. Yeah. And that is your social currency, modern day social currency. So uh, one of the things that we really want to really push though is it's all in the ask. So we came up with this episode really because we asked you guys to do reviews, right? And you did them. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and it made us feel so good and it helped us. And so when you up your social currency and just like when you have a product, you have to have a product that's worthy of sharing. And then it doesn't feel hard to ask for the ask, you know, whatever you're asking for. So it could be the share, it could be the purchase, it could be, you know, any of those things. So then for us, it's leaving the review. So hopefully we have a good product here, the Product Boss Podcast, and then people are leaving reviews, right? So that idea. And so let's just go back to the Amazon concept. Okay. So Amazon, if somebody buys and they leave a review, that review is read by a lot of people that are looking at the product. So sometimes I go to the five stars and I go to the one stars to see what's real. Like that's how I measure it. Um, and so when you ask for testimonials or you're on a platform that gets testimonials, that's, that's another thing because now these testimonials aren't mouth to mouth. Like I'm not, you know, well, I'm talking to you face to face, I guess is the word I'm looking for face to face. And that's my like, Oh, this is a great product to leaving those testimonials. So if you have that ability on your site and that's something that you want to integrate into your brand or your website is like people leaving testimonials or what they love about it. Or if there's some people that leave you just stellar testimonials and you want to put that on a page on your website or in your Instagram or on your feed, whatever you want to do, starting to ask for that. Thank you so much. I love that you love this. Would you mind leaving me a review? Because in the end, it's still that one-to-one where one person's going to read what one person said and they might buy it. But at that point, you're hoping that everyone's eyes across your page are going to make that purchase as well. So in conclusion, if you guys haven't done it yet, please stop again, head over to um, iTunes or however you're listening to this and like and review us because we get really great feedback and, and we realize that we're the reason we started this was to help product entrepreneurs like us. And we want our community to grow because if you join our community on Facebook, you'll actually see how everybody's actually helping each other in there. They have questions. Even if Mina and I aren't interacting every day, there are women and men in there that are interacting and saying like, oh, try this, or I love that, or they're helping them pick names or they're picking colors or whatever they're doing. We're also helping build this community. So spreading the word only will build a community of us helping each other, no longer like competing with each other, but actually helping each other grow. 
Yeah, for sure. And then also just sharing it out. You you know, if you don't leave a review, you can share it out just like with any product. I will be back, you guys, to tell you about this ice roller. So same <laughs> idea. <laughs> Maybe you can find the link. Uh, we have an Amazon yeah, yeah. page. I'll put we'll it put on our notes. Amazon store. <laughs> and so um, I'm excited about that. But same idea. If you don't, if I don't want to leave a review on Amazon, I'll definitely share it out. So social currency for ice rollers going up. And then, you know, just by knowing one person, right? Yeah. So thank you everyone for listening and we will talk to you again next week. Thanks so much. This episode was brought to you by our new mastermind program, Holiday to Halo. You get the guidance of both myself and Jacqueline as your coaches inside an amazing group of fellow product-based business owners. Starting in September, we'll be getting a head start and ramping up to make a big impact on sales for the Cyber Five, which is Thanksgiving through Cyber Monday. Then on to Christmas revenue strategy. And to boost your growth into the new year, We'll be setting your business up for Halo sales into Q1. We would love for you to join us. Go to theproductsboss.com slash mastermind for more information.